What's going on, y'all? Welcome to episode 17 of the Ethan and Terry Show, a podcast dedicated to covering and tackling the latest in sports and entertainment. It's your boy Ethan, aka Easy Pull Up. I'm here with my guy Terry Jenkins Jr. Terry, how are you, man? I'm great, man. Can't complain. Can't complain. Weird Sunday with no football. Not gonna lie. It was a weird Sunday. I mean, you still got the XFL? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm saw highlights, but that still hasn't encouraged me to actually watch a game yet. Yeah, it's I've like, seen the highlights on Instagram. No, it's like it's like the JUCO slash last chance you, which is JUCO of uh <laughs> of, of professional football. Uh, is is there a possibility that you could like make it to the NFL from next? I mean, I mean, I guess you're getting filmed, so it's like. Uh, technically. So if you ball, so if you ball out, question. yeah, if you ball out, I guess you know there's an opportunity, but it's I don't know. I, I saw something like on Instagram saying that I think the average salary is around fifty five thousand dollars. Put my life online every day, and I'm straight. So I guess it's it's more of like an internship for professional football. Yeah, and if you really want to. You know, play football. It's not bad, fifty-five grand. Nah, but I'm pretty sure the medical expenses are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> oh man. Well, anyway, man, yo, let's go ahead and get into it. Um, I mean, I was so glad when you sent over the topics, bro, that you want to talk about the the misfortune on Friday night, last Friday night, bro. Oh. What what's wrong with these refs, man? I, I, I don't know. I, obviously, I, it's crazy, man, because it it's, it's translates throughout sports. I mean, at least, you know, the most popular ones, baseball, not being one of them, so I wouldn't really know. But, you know, we've, we've heard of several cheating scandals, but in basketball and football, most of the questionable calls are, you know, questionable games, to be honest with you come down to referees just quote-unquote simply making a mistake um that call friday night was i will honestly say as egregious as the the new orleans saints call um the year before well two years ago now yeah um in the playoffs so it was obviously passed in appearance by the rams um i want i don't was that i think that was not a keep to leave um the other cornerback Forget his name now, um, but that that was obvious passing appearance. Like it was obvious. Yeah, that goal tent was obvious. Like in real time, and that's the craziest thing about it because you have instant replay for a reason. And as you all know, if you're a fan of the NBA, this is the first year that they're implementing the challenge rule. Um, I'm guessing you guys are out of challenges at this point, correct? Yeah, yeah, had had to. Yeah. Because um, because even like to to your point, bro. Like looking back, that was it was beyond obvious, man. Like oh yeah, like I don't know, and and you know me, and again just to give like some some context, some background. So on last Friday night, the Portland Trailblazers were on the road playing against the Utah Jazz, where in the final seconds of regulation, Damian Lillard had uh had made a move to the basket, going up for a layup, the ball. Clearly, it hit the backboard first, seemingly on on its way down, and Rudy Gobert blocked it uh, while the ball was on its way down, and um, and the referees did not call uh, a goaltending. It should it should have been goaltending basket for the Blazers Jazz ball, but unfortunately, that wasn't the case. It resulted in a very irate Damian Lillard. I oh, yeah. and honestly, I've watched him his entire career. I've never seen him explode that way. You hear him, you hear him in press conference dropping the f bomb. You know, even yeah. got, even took it to social media. You know, what I'm saying, uh, <laughs> saying how they didn't want to hear that what, that punk ass shit or something like that. He says, and, and, and I think it's a reason we haven't heard. And correct me if I'm wrong, but we haven't heard a fine for Dame yet. Yeah, and I believe there's a reason because he is again, like you said, his entire career such a classy guy. Yeah. Um, well, well mannered, doesn't you know, even kill kind of guy, even though you know, if you listen to some of his rap lyrics, you know, that's the most you know, cursing you or him do outside of you know, basketball. But as far as press conferences, he's even kill, man. I yeah. mean, he, he never says anything quote unquote out of term, but 
like you said, he was pissed off, and and I don't blame him for being pissed off because I was I'm watching that game and I was pissed off. Like, hold on, like that ruins that just ruins a good game. You watch literally, you spend an hour and a half watching a great game, and then only for it to be decided by the referees. Yeah, (laughs) it 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 sucks for the fans too. So I believe the NBA is kind of like you know we. Hopefully, you know, we don't have to find them, but eventually we are. What what should we do? Because this is it's not like it's a horrible player. He's good for the lead. He's great for the lead, especially this year, the performance he's been putting on lately. Um, and yep. and he, he, he had the right to be pissed off. Yeah. I mean, he, he had every right to be angry. He, and uh, I believe I believe the NBA knows that <laughs> because uh, even looking at it and the referees even coming out, admitting that they missed a call. I'm sure everyone in the front office is like, yo, like, come on, man. This this guy plays yeah. in one of the most underserved markets, probably in all of professional sports. If you think about the Pacific Northwest, specifically uh, Portland, um, you yeah. know, to where, like, our team hasn't really gotten that much respect in the last, you know, two or three. I, thought, I don't know. Probably I'll say about last two to three, you know, things have been pretty good. But even, like, early on in Damian's career, you know, it's been a constant fight and a constant yeah. battle. Damian Lillard is now entering that kind of like upper echelon, if you will, of of a uh, veteran leadership and visibility and superstardom in the league. That everything from you know his his endorsement deals, you know his, his I'm sure his jersey sales, fan recognition or fan base, you know he's just he's he, he's at that point. He's in his prime. He's now, and so it's like yeah. So not only are you missing this call that's involving that that's obviously just blatant as it is, but it's involving one of the more high profile players in the league. And so now, you know, I couldn't help but think that, look, okay, this is Steph Curry. Is Steph getting that call? Is Russ getting that call? Is James Harden getting that call? You know what I mean? But then, but and, yeah. and, and it makes it, and I shouldn't even have to view it that way because it's not like it's like a foul, right? Like this is like a, like a blatant apparent violation that is seldomly missed. So. But if, if you watch NBA games, I'm just going to say how it is, call it how I see it. Now, a lot of nights, um, some teams that you mentioned, the Golden State Warriors, and they found themselves in situations like this a lot um, after the KD move. But some teams, some nights, it's, it seems like it's really them against the referees. On last year, uh, people probably forgot, um, but the Golden State Warriors were playing a very, very close game. I forgot who their opponent was, but I do remember, I recall them hitting a buzzer beater and the referee basically waving a shot off. And it was a BS call. I believe they said it was a foul and was on the ground. It was a it was a blatant call. Blatant missed call. It was horrible. Yeah. Um and then Steph turns around, goes back down court and hits the three to like what should win the game. But because he celebrated in the way he celebrated, the rest called another egregious call, which waved off those points. And so it's Sometimes you can be in a battle with the referees, and Dame kind of equated to it um, during the press conference. He said <clears throat> it was a lot of miscalls. It was a lot of back and forth. It was it was a lot of, you know, banging going on, and the refs, we, we was telling them to call it. They weren't really calling it. So he wasn't even complaining about that. What really got on his nerves is the, the obvious missed goaltending, and then when I confront you about it, you tell me to my face, like I'm the one who, who you know is blind. Nah, that was clearly not golden. And you you sit there telling me in my face, like that's crazy. So I believe Damon's right when he when he say referees should be held accountable because you can decide an entire game and an entire outcome. Yeah. And this is the West Western Conference, man. Like right now, the Portland Trailblazers, I believe, is two or three games back out of the playoffs behind Memphis Grizzlies. This is a tough race. Tough race. Mm-hmm. Like, even if Portland ekes in at eight, do Portland really want to play L.A. first round of the playoffs? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so the reps should be held accountable, man. They should be fine. They should be recommended some some type of way. They should. I mean, absolutely. And, I mean, and you're right. Like, this this is a very high-profile matchup, bro, between the uh, Trailblazers and the Jazz. Obviously, playoff implications start – started yesterday <laughs> like everybody yeah. everybody yeah. is literally fighting for any type of playoff spot i mean you name it pelicans 
Blazers, Mavericks, everyone is is literally scraping and crawling their way, trying to get there and trying to like distance themselves from someone else. Yeah, like, like and in the West right now, there's there's pretty much no distance in between. Yeah, from the, the one seed to the six seed is close, and then from seven to the tenth seed is a close matchup. So yeah, I mean that that's a very very important game. What if the Trailblazers, even if let's say they do make the playoffs and they're eighth seed, but they are game and a half back from a team like, let's say the Mavericks, mm-hmm. who are at seven. That's the difference right now today, if playoffs start today, that would be the difference of them playing the Lakers versus them playing the Nuggets. Yeah. That's a huge difference. It, that, that is a huge um, difference. So, yeah. So, I don't know. I agree. Like, referees, referees should definitely be held accountable. Um, Man, but no, with today being Monday, I feel like today would have been the day that he um that he probably would have received a fine of some sort. Um Yeah. You know, but uh but I guess you know we have to just keep our eyes and ears open, you know, tomorrow. But I can't necessarily imagine them uh giving him some some type of fine given that, you know, today's kinda of the first day of the work week work week, you know, so so I I'm not sure. Well I guess we'll have to wait and see. We'll see, man. Um hopefully it's not too egregious. And hopefully they address the situation to referee because just imagine if this was the playoffs. Oh yeah, just imagine. And and the thing is, and I got I don't want to go too deep into you know the NBA's dark past, but there the NBA has has had some issues with refs in the past, quote unquote, deciding games. Um, that, that has been an issue in the NBA before with a certain referee who was kicked out of the NBA actually. Mm-hmm. Um, for quote unquote helping to decide games where there is a certain team win by a certain amount of points or lose by a certain amount of points. So the NBA, just like the NFL, you saw how they immediately made a change, has to do something um, about this. They have to because if not, we don't want to find out five years, ten years later from now, oh yeah, yeah by the way, there was more quote-unquote bad refs in the league who were fixing games to, you know, win a little money on the side. So I think the NBA should, of course, they're going to find Dane, but I think they should come out and address the referees and have to hold them accountable. That's At the end of the day, it's your job, and your job is to do your job, you know? Yep, exactly. Anyway, man, moving on. Keep, But still keeping it on the the NBA – the NBA trade deadline was last week. Um, winners, losers. How you feel about it, man? I mean, there's definitely some uh, some some familiar faces, but in different places. Oh yeah, definitely, man. It, a lot of moves. Uh, just to name a few interesting ones: Andre Drummond to the Cleveland Cavaliers. It's like they just threw this guy to the wolves. Um, <laughs> I feel bad if you're a, a modern, well, not modern day, I would say 90s type big guy. And I hate when people say Shaq will totally, like, destroy in this era. I don't know about that, to be honest with you. Shaq will be Shaq, but the era in which we play in is so fast, um, it's, it's hard for big guys to keep up with that pace. And whatever offense or whatever team you play for would literally have to dedicate their entire offense around you. Um, honestly, the entire team around you, offensively and defensively, as far as pace. Andre Drummond, man, is a good, is a good player. He did, I don't know if you know that or not. He's a great center. Yeah, He's just more of a 90s, 80s big. He can't shoot the three at all. No, He doesn't have any type of perimeter shot, but he can rebound and he has some post moves. Um, and he's good at catching lobs, and I feel sorry for him, man, because they, they threw him to the wolves in Cleveland. Um, so I would say that's my, I won't say, not really the worst pick because, well, worst trade because, and it made the Cleveland Cavaliers better or worse, to be honest with you, but it's the saddest trade because I'm sad for Andre Drummond, man, to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I just am. I just am. Um. A sleeper for me, and I think probably in the long run, probably next year we'll be like, okay, that was a great trade. Below to the Timberwolves, man. That was that's gonna be huge for both Carl and Towns and D'Angelo Russell, um, both of their careers. I th- I feel like 
it's almost like the diet version of what we're seeing with Russell and James. You know what I'm saying? You have these two guys that are friends reunited, you know, having mm-hmm. fun. You know, seemingly, like, it seems like D'Lo and, uh, and Carl Anthony Towns, you know, are, are very ecstatic to be playing alongside each other. Um, but I'm with you, man. I feel like within the next year, once they just continue to get some time, work out the kinks, get through the you know, the trials and tribulations of the of the 20, 2020 or 2019-20 season, and yeah, I think it's going to be good. Yeah, and, and that's the thing, too, man. I mean, that Timberwolves, I, I'm the fool. I picked them to be in the playoffs this year, but it wasn't their year right now. They're next to the last seed in the West, so I don't imagine them going on a 30 um, game winning streak or anything like that, especially not in the West. But, excuse me, there's a lot to hope for in the future. You have your big man, unlike Andre Drummond. Carl Anthony Towns is all around. He can bring the ball up the court. He can shoot three. He can fade away from the perimeter. He can take it down low. He's a walking triple-double. Like, Cat is that guy. Now he has, finally has a point guard. No offense to Jeff Teague, but Carl Anthony Towns has, has had Jeff Teague his entire career. Um, <laughs> having somebody like D'Lo, um, like you said, best friend, the chemistry is already, you can tell, it's going to be great. I don't know if you saw, but they both bought a thousand tickets each to yeah. the game um, to give away free tickets to fans, which I'm pretty sure is a packed house in there tonight. So, I mean, it's wonderful just to see two guys come together, two friends come together. When you plan in that, in that environment, it allows both players to really grow. Um, you, you know, Jimmy Butler complained about Cardina Towns being a kid when he was there. Um, how they would play Fortnite and, you know, they would spend time doing that and then being in a gym. Maybe this changes things for, for Carl Anthony Towns. Um, being around and your friend, someone who you could tell D'Angelo Russell has that competitive fervor. He's been an all-star, so he knows what that feeling is like to be an all-star. So I'm pretty sure he wants to get back to that level. So watch out Timberwolves um, in a short span as far as like just this year. The Clippers got better, man. Yeah. It's crazy. Like the Clippers got better picking up Marcus Morris. Like uh, you don't know if it's Marcus or Marquise because the twins. I mean, who, who really knows who's who? Yeah. But um, <laughs> I think it's Marcus Morris. But picking them up, <laughs> it's a huge. It's a huge. And the reason I say that, if you know the twins, I promise you, like two years ago. Marcus Morris could not hit a three. All of a sudden now he's hitting threes. Shooter. At first it was his yeah, at first his brother was a shooter. So, you know, there's some people like me who think maybe at some point in time it was a switcheroo. No. But anyway, <laughs> they have the same tats, man. They even have identical tattoos. Ah. Both brothers. That's crazy. Why would you do that? But anyway, anyway, man, it big pickup for the Clippers. Um, like you said, he's shooting around 47% from three um, this year. He's averaging, well, when he was at the New York Knicks, he was averaging 19 points a game. Um, it was a career high for him. He was in he was in New York balling. Apparently, of course, no one noticed. Um, but <laughs> he was there balling yeah. at New York City. So, I mean, man, just, just imagine – they add a piece like that to an already great team. Of course, he's going to be coming off the bench some, um, but it's huge because now they have another body to throw LeBron. It's like, Jesus, where do you stop? Pat Bev, Kwan Leonard, Paul George. My trail. And now, and now you have Marcus Morris. Like, man, I'm sorry. I don't see the Lakers beating the Clippers. I don't. If the Clippers are to lose in the playoffs, it will be to a team like the Rockets or like Portland, a team that they're, they're not going to be – a few games they're going to be kind of asleep because it's not the Lakers. But if they're playing the Lakers in the playoffs, I, I imagine them being a five-game series. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's like they, they're literally equipped to beat the Lakers. The Lakers openly told everybody, we're going after Marcus Morris. Mm-hmm. And the Clippers was like, all right, cool. Wow. We'll get them first. <laughs> Bro, it, it was you, very interesting. Yeah, huh? as I was saying, can you imagine Montrez Harrell and Marcus Morris coming off the bench? That's not fair. With Lou Williams, 
That's not fair. That's oh, a star lineup right there. Man. That's a star lineup. Bro, that's a star. <laughs> All three of those players can start for other NBA teams right now. No, Honestly, right away. Go to, yeah, Lou Williams can go to about two, three teams and be a, a primary scorer. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's crazy, man. It really is crazy how it's shaping up. Um, that that was my biggest move. I know the Rockets traded away Clint Capella for basically some nuggets, man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> basically a four-piece with some barbecue sauce. That dude gets fries with it, man. I don't, and it's crazy. Like, <laughs> it's so crazy. Yeah. Because two years ago, I was talking about Clint Capella, and I was like, man, like this guy, I don't know if you remember, they played, um, what's the conference final? Not, no, not the finals. I think it was the first round. Um, there was a year the Rockets had the number one seat, and they played the Timberwolves in the first round of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, Cats, gonna, you know, have a good series. Man, Clint Capella shut him down. Like, yeah. Calling the Thousand was nowhere to be found. And the Rockets went, went ahead and swept them in the first round. I did not see that coming. And I was like, okay, Clint Capella may actually be, you know, a superstar in this league. Bro, Clint Capella. Well, apparently, Mike yeah. didn't totally, totally didn't think that at all. Nah, man. Clint Capella, man, at least, you know, you talk about like a few years, even like a few years ago when he was like on the on the rise, kind of surging. It's like, bro, he was a lot of teams' Achilles heel, man. Yeah. Like. I mean, defensively, yeah, he's defensively. Great, you know? Man, I don't know. And then on top of that, like, they kind of run that pick and roll with him. It, and yeah. it just worked, but so I was. I'm like you, bro. I was very surprised. Um, I, I did not expect that, and 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 not for a four piece nugget too. Like that just shows you how much the NBA values the big man now. Yeah. Like when I seen that, when I saw that trade, I was like, huh? What? Y'all couldn't. Y'all want to bargain for that? No. Like still would rather have it have a team high average of six feet six inches, bro. Versus having a big man. <laughs> Bro, PJ Tucker is out there guarding people seven foot tall, and he's doing great. I'm not going to lie. Rudy Gobert, I mean, he, he didn't dominate last night. And it was times PJ Tucker kind of like forced him out of the paint, man. PJ Tucker's a strong guy. PJ's big, I, I bro. Saw, listen, bro, I saw him two summers ago riding around the Fifth Ward. If you live in Houston, you know what Fifth Ward is. PJ Tucker about that life, man. I, I would not be surprised. I would not be surprised if he'd been on those jail weights. Like, like <laughs> PJ Tucker was keeping Rudy Gobert out the paint, like at will. Like it's hard, dude. Rudy Gobert's a legit seven footer, man. He uh, has yes. a big base. Defense, defensive yeah. player of the year, two times. Okay, two times. <laughs> so yeah, I mean. The Rockets right now, they're two and three, but I don't think that's a big enough sample size to see how this thing will work out. And then plus, one of the losses came to a crazy shot by Boban or Bohan. I don't even know how to say the guy's name, mm-hmm. um, but a crazy shot that he made at the end of that game the other night. So, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see the Rockets in the playoffs. Um when quote unquote, you know, every old school person says the game slows down in the playoffs. So, it's going to be interesting to see exactly how it works out. Me personally, I don't think it matters if James Harden finally shows up in the playoff and becomes the James Harden he is during the regular season. The mm-hmm. Rockets are a serious contender to go to the finals. Only thing about it is if James Harden did beast up and, and become that 50 point scoring machine just in, throughout the playoffs. By the time they get to the finals, they won't have enough left to win it. To be honest with you, no nah, man. But eventually, eventually it, it, it'll run out. Um, yeah. Nah, but I, honestly, even with them going with this small lineup, you know, like you love you love to see it when it works because everybody's shooting, <laughs> everybody's knocking yeah. down literally everything, and that's what it takes to like to win and to compete if you're a team that's sorely undersized. I mean, imagine when they match up against. Well, okay, I would say I would say the Lakers, but that's already happened. <laughs> and like, yeah, and but, they won that game. Yeah, and they won that game. But if this was best of seven, yeah. nah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's kind of hard to tell. Can, can you can you shoot the lights for four games? But again, and then Tony's so smart, man. Like he he's taking an analytical thing to a and. 
an entirely new level. I know, and again, I'm not a baseball guy, but I know when they say when the game of baseball, quote unquote, changed when baseball introduced analytics, man, the game of basketball has changed because of analytics. And you can just look at the Rockets as an example. Mm -hmm. And since we're talking about the Rockets, no one's going to give them recognition, so I'll give them recognition. Shout out to Russell Westbrook, man. He's been playing amazing the last past 10 games, to be honest with you. James Harden's been in in a slump. Russ, I don't care what people say about your three-point shot, bro. Listen, you're shooting 26% this year. You don't got it no more. Continue to not shoot the three, <laughs> and the Rockets will. Oh, you laugh at me, but literally, it was, it was two games ago. He didn't attempt one three point, and I was like, "Yes, he's finally getting it." Sometimes in life, you hit a wall, and you just have to humble yourself and be like, "Okay, I can't, I can't do that no more. I, I can't, I can't. I'm not able to do that." And I think Russ needs to humble himself and realize, "Okay, I can't shoot the three. But literally everybody else on this team can. <laughs> right, I can get exactly. to the basket. Yeah, yeah. I can get to the basket better than anybody else in this league. So let me just do that and let them have a threes. Man. You know, Houston's gonna be a very interesting experiment. Um, but you're right, man, analytics and big data has changed the face of not only this planet, but more notably in this case, the NBA. Um I guess, I guess a couple more, a couple more things uh, I kind of want to ask you about, or really just one more thing before we move on. Uh, Andre Iguodala going to Miami. You like oh, it? Man. Listen, uh, yes. Just a short answer first. Yes, long answer. Where Jimmy Butler went to the Miami Heat, I was the first person. I believe we probably have this on page. I was like, what? What? Why? Why did he go to Miami? I, I literally question the move. I, what? But now I see Jimmy Butler was like, hold on, man. Giannis, Giannis is good. But I think I'm better than Giannis. Yeah. Only person I didn't think I was better than is going to the West now. I'm just going, I'm going to stay at the East and I'm going to leave the Sixers team because Brett Brown can't coach. It's obviously, he obviously can't coach at all. And he went to a team full of dogs. And, man, no, the team is great. They have youth out of this world, man. Tyler Hero. Dunn is hooping. The kid Robertson can can shoot as soon as he walks in the gym. They just pull up from the parking lot. And then you have Jimmy Butler come in in the crunch time. You have Bam, who's dunking on people, and Derek Jones, who dunks on people. Like, this is already a roughneck team, and then you add Andre Iguodala, a monster. Oh, and Jay Crowder, a cold stone knockdown shooter who loves to play defense. Yeah. Bro, Miami, the Miami Heat can legit compete for an Easter Conference Finals title this year. Right? <laughs> Hold on, man. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to laugh. But I was waiting on you to say compete for like an NBA title, but it's like I, in the I don't think, Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it's like it was meant to be funny because I didn't. I didn't I don't, <laughs> I'm not gonna go. And a lot of people are pushing there already. Everybody else is like they, they can win the finals. Ah, they can compete for it because and, and you know why? Yeah, I believe in Giannis. I believe in Giannis, man. I'm not gonna lie. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Giannis believer. Hey, I believe we are entering the Giannis era, and there's nothing we can do about. Yo, 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 any real, other player can do about. It. Yo, Terry, real quick, do you feel, what are the chances of Giannis possibly going to Miami in 2021? None. You don't think he goes to Miami? You think None. he resigns with Milwaukee? I think he's gonna resign with Milwaukee because I I think they're gonna win the championship this year. Really? No one's talking about it. this team has only lost seven games, Ethan. They've only lost seven games. Nobody's talking. They're on pace to have one of the best NBA game records in the league. They're on, on pace to win 60 games easily, probably 65 plus. And no one's talking about it. They have the best player in the league. Giannis' only critique used to be he can't shoot the three. 
Well, guess what he's shooting the three at now this year? Well, he's shooting at 38%. Ooh. Is he taking seven, eight a game? Nope. But do you want to leave him open? Nope. Nope. You don't. Because he will shoot it with confidence and he will knock it down. You have Chris Middleton who's balling out of control. Eric Blesso is a dog and can hold defense on any point guard in the league, period. Brooke Lopez and Robin Lopez, those two brothers, the chemistry they have off the bench and on the court is incredible. I just want I just want I to get... don't see I don't see a team in the East at all mm-hmm. with the way the 76ers are playing. And I don't believe the Celtics are old enough just yet. I don't think Jason Tatum, he's clearly the best player on the team. I don't think it's his time yet. I don't see a team in the East stopping them. I'm sorry. Jimmy Butler, I love Jimmy Butler. I I love the acquirement of Andre Iguodala. But guess what? You kind of got Iggy like five years too old before you could stop Giannis. Giannis is just a freak, man. He is. He is. Man, hold on one second. I just I just wanted to be known that I feel like if I were to try to play in the NBA today, I would model my game after Eric Bledsoe and Derek Fisher. I just want to randomly say that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right Derek Fisher. <laughs> I'm a Lakers guy, but right Derek Fisher. Bro, I feel he like the ugliest shot. He had one of the ugliest shots. Yeah, yeah. Nah, nah, his, shot, his shot was trash. But but, but it went in though. It went in. But <laughs> Derek Fisher used to <laughs> I just talked about this. Derek Fisher used to wear the headband over the ears. Yes, bro. Yes. Trademark. Trademark. And he from Little Rock. He from Little Rock, Arkansas. Come through, jeweler. All day. Hey, man. No. I always say Derek, bro, because, like, bro, whenever I'm, like, in the gym playing ball, like, okay, this is aside from – from what, what Marcus said about me, our LB Marcus back in like 2000, when was it? It's probably 2014, I feel like. <laughs> he, dude said, that dude said I hoop like Boris Dio. I said, wow. damn. I said, damn. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, so aside from that, I feel like, I feel like me and Derek Fisher have a similar <laughs> body build, like 02, 03 Derek Fisher. Clearly not now. Uh, but, but, but if I could like be a modern day hybrid between that and, and Eric Bledsoe, because you're right, bro. He a, he's a dog. He is a dog. Eric Bledsoe's a dog, man. He is. And, and and they have, like, because they're so quiet, and Giannis is, like, a, a gentle superstar. He's not out there. He just, like, he just wants your heart and soul on the court. That's it. Mm-hmm. But off the court, he's a goofy giant. And they don't have a lot of people who just do a lot of talking, man. They don't. They just hoop. And Budenholzer is a great coach. Yeah. So... Man, look look out. I think this is the year. I think whoever comes out the West, whether it's – I don't think it's going to be Lakers. I'm a Lakers fan. It would be wonderful if we did this year, but it's a long road. It's a long road. Man, it's like the Lakers are trying to get number one seed. It's going to be hard because they're going to have to play. They're gonna have, everybody's going to have to play big minutes down the stretch, and then you're going to have to play that into the playoffs. You might end up playing the Trailblazers the first round. I'm sorry. You're not sweeping the Trailblazers. Nah. If you play Memphis, Memphis might go five games. If John Morant is hot, mm-hmm. six. And so the West is just going to be so competitive. I think whoever survives is going to be beat up, man. Like It's going to be like last year. They're going to be beat up. No, so not for real. Whoever Sorry. comes out of the East is going to win. No, I mean, I agree. I mean, I, I mean well, I mean, I, I agree with, with how tough it is going to be in the West, but I don't know, man. It's... I still feel like we have a very long season ahead of us. So I just I just hope and pray to everybody, pray to God that everybody stays healthy and that uh, we can just watch some competitive basketball. Always, man. Always. That, that that's, that's my number one wish going into the playoffs. Everyone's healthy. Of course they didn't last long. Mm-hmm. Steph Curry got hurt, you know, first week of the season, but as far as the teams that were remaining in playoff contention, the big ones, Clippers, Lakers. Um, Rockets, Utah. We we just want to see everybody healthy. Um, because if so, man, we can have one of the best playoffs we we've had in a while. To be honest with you, probably in the last five ten years. Hey man, it's a, it's a great it's a great time to be to be a fan of basketball, of NBA basketball. To say that, but man, hey, let's go ahead and switch gears, man. Get into some NFL news. Uh, I know we found out that Philip Rivers 
and the San Diego, oh, excuse me, the Los Angeles Chargers have decided to part ways. Uh, um, you know, after what was, it, I believe, 14, was it 14 seasons for Phillip Rivers? Long career, man. Yeah, long, long, career. long career, about 14, 15 seasons, man. He, uh, I mean, it was sad, man. I, I saw a clip of the press conference on social media today, and I was like, man, this guy is like, <laughs> I'm not saying he's played himself crazy, but imagine, bro, like the era of quarterbacks that he was a part of, right? Like Eli Manning, Ben Roethlisberger, uh, obviously Tom Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees. Uh, I mean, you can even throw in Russell Wilson. He's my Matt Ryan for that matter. He's had to compete against so much, so yeah. much, and 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 it was never enough, bro. And imagine when Peyton Manning, towards the end of his career, comes into your division. <laughs> uh, he bro he looked terry he looked just just worn out man like he looked almost insane <laughs> like i i my heart goes out to him man he gave it he literally gave it all he could man he did he did and i'm gonna be honest he's probably worn out yeah because of football but the man has like eight kids so he's probably worn out when he gets home too like imagine <laughs> he can't get a break practice. And then go home to eight kids and a wife. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Philip. <laughs> but I, I'm going to be honest with you, man. I, I've had a conversation about Philip Rivers before um, with, with someone who believes that he's a Hall of Famer. And I'm sorry. It, it sucks to say it. Oh, don't so say many, it. So many good quarterbacks. <laughs> but Philip Rivers is not a Hall of Famer, man. He's not a Hall a famous. He has has stuck stats. I'm telling you, Philip Rivers has has thrown for for a lot of yards, man. A lot. And I'm I'm just gonna pull it up because I have it right here. I literally just had it up, so I'm just gonna call it out. Four thousand nine hundred and eight attempts. So we can just round it up and say if almost five thousand completions, almost eight thousand attempts, sixty four percent. He's thrown for almost 60,000 yards and almost 400 touchdowns. Crazy, right? Mm-hmm. Crazy. You know what they don't have on this NFL page? How many interceptions Philip Rivers has thrown <laughs> in his career? Like, Philip Philip has been what I will call a quarterback. He hasn't been a great quarterback, but he hasn't been a horrible quarterback. Philip Rivers isn't the Rex Grossman of our era, but he's nowhere near the Tom Brady. I wouldn't even say he's on the Donovan McNabb level. <laughs> I mean, it's it's kind of hard to – and no disrespect to Donovan McNabb because Donovan McNabb got his team in a position to win the Super Bowl with a slim – I'll be honest, I would say a slim, talented team mm-hmm. other than Terrell Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Um, but Philip Rivers had squads. Hey. Philip Rivers has had – teams offensively and defensively. Philip Rivers has had Keenan Allen. Mike Williams, well, mind you, is a freaking monster. Physical specimen, but no one knows about him or hears about him because Philip is throwing him the ball. <laughs> on top of that, I'm not trying to be distracted. Hunter Henry is a monster at tight end. A monster. You got Nick Bosa. You got Melvin Ingram on the defense end. You got some throws on the defense end. And for some reason, you just can't get over a hump. Philip, I'm, I'm sorry. Philip's not a Hall of Famer. Terry, question though. Just not. Question. Yeah. Do you feel like Philip Rivers is the greatest uh, Chargers quarterback of all time? Better yet, no, I'm not even going to give you the easy way out with that. Do you feel <laughs> that, that, that's that's the hard way out because I don't I don't know another Chargers quarterback. He's Drew Brees, Drew so Brees played. Drew, Drew Brees played quarterback. Drew, come on now, come on. That wasn't Drew though. That wasn't Drew. We all Drew, know that wasn't Drew. Hey, Drew. That was like that, so, that was like I don't know. Brew Brew Brees. Like that was before <laughs> Drew. Like Drew Brees. That was before he got the D in Drew Brees. Something was going on. That wasn't him. That wasn't Drew Brees. Hold on, Drew bro. Brees didn't happen until Sean Payton got together and they they had a long, long, I guess, vacation together and boom, Drew Brees is born. Do you feel- but San Diego, that wasn't Drew Brees. Well, what about, uh, is his name Ryan Leaf? Really? That's the biggest bust in NFL <laughs> history. 
They chose to take that guy over Peyton Manning. No. So chill, so check no. this out. So check this out, bro. He might by default be the greatest quarterback. That's until- what I'm saying. That's why that, that question was horrible. It, Yes, Philip Rivers may be the greatest <laughs> charging quarterback of all time. I just want—I just wanted you. I, te- I just—I just—I just wanted you to say something nice. Listen, this is a <laughs> franchise that bounces around. Like this, this would be the equivalent to—I don't know—that girl who seems to always fall in love with a different friend every couple of years. That's—that's that's the Chargers. They're in San Diego, they're in LA, they might be in Oakland one day. We don't know. And so yeah, he, he's the best quarterback on on to ever play for the Chargers. They don't even have really a city because I honestly doubt they'd be in LA any much longer. The California um, Chargers will be a wild name. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I yeah. So and, and it was funny Philip Rivers actually came down and talked about the whole fan base issue um in LA. He said "Quote unquote, that sucks." Me and my family was half the fan base, which he's not lying. The man has eight kids. <laughs> he's not lying. <laughs> not lying. Bro, it was crazy. I was gonna ask you who's the greatest Charger of all time, but I guess we should we shouldn't disrespect with Danny and Thomas. Like yeah, <laughs> come on, Antonio Gates. After that, oh, you got Gates. I, I you would, got Gates over over uh, Rivers. No, listen, listen, bro. I would throw in Quentin. Jammer before I get Philip Rivers. Quinn Jammer. You remember Quinn Jammer? No. That's the it was a cornerback during during the Sean Marion days. Like I'm, I'm old school, man. I'm, I'm watching football since I was like four. You said you said during the Quinn Sean you, you said during the Sean Merriman days? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, you really That's took the old really school. Took it, back. took it all the way back. Sean Merriman, of course, he goes in before. Man, Philip he no, he's not the greatest charger of all time. <laughs> no. But you could say he's the greatest charger quarterback on time. He's a free agent. I know we're talking about him like his career's over. <laughs> I believe it is, but <clears throat> bro, Philip free agent. Bro, just him in that press conference was like, dude just looked so he just looked crazy. Cause he couldn't believe it. He, he couldn't believe it. Because listen. What this does, and, and you have a case, if he is the greatest Charger quarterback, and if the Chargers was to, were to stick with their st- story and allow him to retire as a Charger quarterback and go down as one of the great quarterbacks, then maybe by some chance in hell, he slides in on a very, very, very bad year of Hall of, Hall of Fame inductees he slides in the hall of fame but now they've gotten rid of him like clearly they they just they didn't even talk about a contract they were just like ah oh, we want to part ways so that's why it looked crazy because like oh well, what's what's my legacy now my my daughter is not gonna ask me who was Philip rivers I'm sorry <laughs> it's not gonna happen <laughs> not having it not having it well, the kids aren't gonna be asking about Philip rivers he's brother not <laughs> irrelevant. I'm just saying, irrelevant to NFL history. Wow. Maybe man. he can get a commentating job. <laughs> he gonna be on the Romo. <laughs> uh, I was just about to say, have him on there with Romo. Cause I... <laughs> now, listen, as, as crazy as it sounds, a team might pick up Phillip Rivers, a desperate team like, like the Bears. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if the Bears Bro, were just like, oh, Phillip oh, Ri- forget it. Phillip. Terry. Come on, Mike. Terry, Phillip Rivers is going to be like a NASCAR analyst, bro. Just, <laughs> he's going to go totally left field with it, bro. I, I think he's done, man. Like, like sure, he gets one more shot at a team, maybe. But, bro, when it's all said and done. <laughs> and, um, and that's the thing, he Like, it used to be, like, five years ago, like, Philip Rivers retired. Another team would have scooped him up quick because, like, quarterbacks were quote unquote rare. With this new quarterback class coming in, and, and like, that ball is thrown so much. Everybody in college football runs the spread, so all these quarterbacks are seasoned as far as snaps. Yeah. Will Philip actually get a chance? That's the biggest question to me. Like, because you got to Cam Newton. Everyone's waiting to see. 
what this new head coach is going to do in Carolina about Cam Newton. Yep. So right now, no one's going to bite on the quarterback because Cam Newton's a free agent. He's the hottest commodity out here. Also, Tom Brady. The Patriots came out and said, oh, we're willing to offer him 30 mil, but nothing was said after that. So what's happening with Tom? And so Phillip, I mean, what if, what if Mitch Trubisky becomes on the market? Like, Phillip has a lot of questions to ask. He may may have just settled for retirement, may have been, you know, a better choice. But, yeah, we'll see. Man, Phillip Rivers is going to mess around and go to the Colts. Mess around and go to XFL. <laughs> hey. No. Hey. Hey. 55K, you got to take care of those eight kids, man. <laughs> Oh man, bro. He, nah, man. He needs to go. Uh, <laughs> he needs to go become a part of the uh, North Carolina State coaching staff, bro. Go back to his alma mater and just hang, yeah. and just probably <laughs> just hang, hang it up, out. man. But on a brighter note, man. I mean, you know, for what it's worth, you gotta recognize him. He gave the best he could, man. Playing for the Chargers organization. Um, again, I don't. I can't think of a quarterback in recent memory who. <laughs> You know why? You know why, Ethan? Because no one remembers that quarterback. No one. No one remembers that quarterback. <laughs> I'm only laughing hard because I'm about to talk about the will to win. <laughs> no, one, no one remembers the Phillip Rivers. Phillip Rivers is like that kid in school who isn't the smartest kid, but isn't the class clown. And so he just like, he just another kid. Like, he just. Nah, Phillips probably had to work very hard, bro. Like it's in general. He was probably on a, like a lot of losing rec league teams. I can relate to that, bro. I was on some like trash rec league teams, like rec league basketball, where I just had I had to put the team on my back, bro. And I so I could totally see Phillip Rivers like just in life <laughs> being that guy. He's trying to rally everybody with the inspirational speech. Oh Not man. Working out for him. You said it wasn't working out for him? Wasn't, man. Um, man, wow. Anyway, man. So I guess one more one more note on the uh on the Chargers situation. Who do you think is gonna be the future the future quarterback for the Chargers? I think they're gonna go after Justin Herbert. I think Justin Herbert, if he's still there, um they have a pretty early pick. Give me a second, let me just find out. But I I think Justin Herbert will be a good fit. Like I said, I named their targets, man. They have some huge Keenan Allen has great hands. Some of the catches, I, I'm just, like, amazed at how he gets it. Yeah. Um, Mike Williams is a huge target. I don't know if you guys remember him. Mm-hmm. He played in Clemson a few years ago with Deshaun Watson. Big target, great receiver. When Phil throws him the ball, he's great. That's, but, he, you know, somebody has to throw him the ball. Hunter Henry is amazing. I'm pretty sure they're going to re-sign him. I doubt they let Hunter Henry go. Um, Melvin Ingram, um, Eckler, like, their weapons are there. Um, and so I, Justin Herbert can easily step in, man, and with, with a big, strong arm he has, the accuracy he has, he's athletic, so he's mobile. He can take off, run with the ball, scramble a little bit. Um, I think that'll be a great pick for them, to be honest with you. That's where I would go if I was a charger. Of course, if, if for some reason, you know, Tua is there, um, of course you go with Tua. Um, or for some wild reason, even if Joe Burrow somehow falls back, um, then you go with him. But I, I say Justin Herbert. What about you? No, nah, man, I I agree with that. I feel like it's just it's the best situation for both parties. Um, I feel like Justin Herbert, you know, playing at at the University of Oregon and and just being able to be just be so familiar with knowing what to do with weapons, right? Like like all like all the, yeah. all the targets and all the receivers you just named, bro. Like like he's literally gonna like have like a like a blank canvas, bro, to to carve up defenses like crazy, man. And but obviously yeah. it's gonna it's gonna be a huge learning curve though for him, you know. But um, but one would hope, and even like you kind of alluded to this earlier, uh, with just the new wave of quarterbacks, you know, the systems that they're in practically since high school, you know, have like prepared them for this moment. So I believe it'll be a seamless transition for him. Um, I don't expect yeah. them to do anything crazy, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but but hey. You know, we we've we've seen crazy happen, but I definitely think Herbert yeah. for sure. Herbert's just, in my opinion, the better fit for that team. Yeah, 
and we and we saw it this year the biggest transition coming from college to NFL. We saw it this year with Tua. Um, it's the speed, man. Everyone's just faster. Mm-hmm. Like you go from linebackers who you can easily outrun to now they 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 run faster than me, yeah. and they're also a hundred pounds bigger than me. Like that's the biggest transition is the speed and the intellect because these guys literally know your entire playbook, and you still have to try to find a way to beat them. Um, just another quarterback since we just bought the draft who's going to be a sleeper. I honestly think the New England Patriots are going to get him because I think he's going to fall back that far. It's going to be Jordan Love for Utah State. He balled out this year. Um, very nice size, big quarterback. He can stand in the pocket, throw it, has a nice arm accuracy, and then also he can move around too. So, mm-hmm. like I said, I want to say probably like five shows ago, I believe this is one of the best quarterback classes um, the NFL seen in a very, very long time, man. Um, so I don't, again, sorry, Philip, I don't see a team really taking a chance on you because if, if I'm in any of those 32 NFL locker rooms right now, <clears throat> and I'm talking to administrators, I'm telling them, unless Cam Newton or Tom Brady is free, um, we can just pick our quarterback from this class here. Exactly. Man. Well, bro, that was all I had. Man, this has definitely probably been one of the more entertaining episodes, bro. I, I, I've thoroughly enjoyed this. <laughs> I did, too. I did, too. It was the topics, man. It's crazy. NFL season's over with, you know. Maybe, maybe we're just having more fun with the topics. I do miss NFL football, though. Yeah. Um, shout out to D-Lo, man. Having a great night. Um, hopefully, this is the beginning of a great year for him and Carlinson Towns. Two guys that I feel like um, deserve to be NBA stars, man. I really like both of those young guys. So shout out to him and his debut with the Timberwolves. Oh man, exactly. Um, let's see, I got any shout outs. Uh, I mean, I'm gonna shout out the Blazers, man. You know, we're we're playing relentless right now. Damian Lillard is on a different level. I mean, this is about as dialed in as I've ever seen him throughout his career. Uh, he's putting the entire league on notice. Shout out to him, though, man, for making the All Star team. Five-time NBA All-Star announcer. Shout out to him. Uh, NBA All-Star weekend is this weekend, so we're definitely going to get into that as well oh, yeah. and, uh, and 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 give a and give a pretty cohesive breakdown with that. Um, Terry, bro, I appreciate you, man. You got anything else? No, that's it, bro. All right, bet, bro. I'm going to holler at you. All right, bro. All right.